today on Love Talk, Kathy and Carrie are joined by special guest Cara McMichael to talk about voting and why it's important and the things to look out for. And welcome to Love Talk. Thanks, Gavin. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. This is Kathy Endebrock on Love Talk in studio today with Coach Carrie Brinkader. Woohoo! Hey, Kathy. Great <laughs> to have you here in the beautiful state of Texas. And great to have you, listening friends, joining us here on Love Talk, KTXW, The Bridge, Austin, 101 FM, 1120 AM, Central Texas Christian Talk. We are building bridges of love and leadership, but we are missing our Our Miss Evelyn Davison. Miss Evelyn Davison, Miss Evelyn, we love you. We are thinking about you. We are so missing having you here, and but we are keeping you in prayer for a quick and speedy recovery. You're going to be with us really soon. Well, friends, it is a beautiful time in Texas, and it is fall, and God is working as we lead and live with love across this nation and across the beautiful state of Texas and around the world on lovetalknetwork.com. Well, thank you for tuning in today with us on 101 FM or 1120 AM, or maybe, friends, you are live streaming however you're getting to us. We are great to have our listening friends with us today. We're going to do something really different today, Carrie. This is different. It yes. is It is very different. So we just we want to give you a heads up. Now, you know on Love Talk, we really focus on how do we live and love well in the times and the place and the situations that God has placed us in with everything that uh, he has equipped us for. And friends, that's right where we are right now in this nation, uh, in this month of October. Early voting has started, and we've kind of gone back and forth on whether to do this show or not, but we are going to do a Voting 101. Now, we are not going to tell you who to vote for. We are not going to tell you who's right and who's wrong and what's right and what's wrong, but we are hoping to equip you with what you need to know to get down and vote. So we actually have a really special guest calling in today, um, and she has an incredible background in public service, literally since she's been 12 years old, Carrie. I know, that's crazy. Yeah. I, awesome. So crazy awesome. She comes from a family of public servants, and uh, she is going to help us uh, because it is officially voting time. <laughs> We've been waiting for it for a pretty long time now. We're ready to kind of get in there and, and uh, get this done and over with. But after a year of campaigns and debates and commercials and political ads, talking heads and social media commentaries, now the individual voter decides the direction of this amazing nation. And friends, I tell you, when so many nations throughout the world do not have this privilege, America remains a governing democratic republic for the people, mm-hmm. by the people. Mm-hmm. So our special guest is going to walk us through all the easiest ways to get factual, nonpartisan information on candidates, to go and vote safely, and to have our vote count. That is what we want. We don't want to have just gone through these last ten and a half months and not have that vote count. You know, I learned a lot as we were preparing for this show, Kathy, and I hope this is beneficial to our listening friends. You know, I've always, you know, been fairly up to date on, you know, what was going on in my city, of course, what was going on in the nation. Um, But I do recall times over my life where I've walked into the ballot box and gone uh, and have really had to read, you know, about something that was going on in my city and okay I got to kind of wade through this and make sure okay I'm voting yes for this I'm voting no for this whatever but um I I, I so I say all that to, to tell you you can download a ballot um you can see a sample ballot and maybe this is just common knowledge that I I, I just haven't taken advantage of all these years but you can go online and you can um, look at a sample ballot for your city It's brilliant. You you can see every single person you're going to be voting for, and then you can actually go and take the time and research those individuals, figure out what you're going to be voting on. And I'll tell you now, for for our listeners in the state of Texas and in Idaho, we do not have any constitutional amendments Mm -hmm. uh, on the ballot this year, but there's about eight states across our union uh, that do actually have uh, constitutional amendments that are 
you know, up for you to vote, thumbs up or thumbs, thumbs down on. And those are pretty, pretty important. I, I think over in the state of Washington, there is an amendment that is it addresses the education system in the state. And it has to do with introducing sex education as early as kindergarten. Well, friends, how do you feel about uh, teaching your six years old, six year olds about um, self-stimulation and sexual identity and mm-hmm. and all like that? If that's not something you want, really important for you to get out and vote down that constitutional amendment. Mm-hmm. If that's something that you think is wonderful and you want the schools to teach your kid, then you're going to want to go vote for that constitutional amendment. So you want to find out what is going to be on that ballot so that you can make an an informed, thoughtful decision. And, Carrie, this is something that we're going to really be discussing today. Voting is not an emotional thing. We are not asking someone out on a date here. This is not an emotional thing. God has given us brains, and we need to use those brains to go and vote. You know, that's very true. Um, You know, I've really, my son, my sophomore son, is actually taking a politics class this semester at school, and it's, it's actually mostly about foreign politics, but they do talk domestic things as well. And, and and he brought that point to the dinner table the other night. He was like, you know, I feel like there's a lot of pe- I feel, I think, or I have observed <laughs> that many people look at these debates through the eyes of emotion. And instead of looking at the facts that are presented, they mm-hmm. look at it, how it's presented and, you know, what tone and what, you know, what kind of hand motions and what the face is saying instead of looking at the actual meat of what the person is saying. And he goes, you have to really, and this was so astute. I'm just so proud of my 15-year-old. He said, you really have to take just emotion out of it. You almost just have to listen to it and not watch it so that you can really decipher and get down into the issues. And I think he's exactly right. We Mm -hmm. have to remove emotion from this situation and proceed with logic and Um, almost kind of a step-by-step process to identify what the issues are and who stands for what. You know, I'm going to have to look up this this one scripture over our break because I can see the words in my head, but I can't see the book that I'm reading it from. And, you know, Christ was always saying, he said, like, I think seven times throughout the Gospels, those who have ears, let them hear. Mm. And obviously, Carrie, we all have ears, but what are we hearing? And Christ... Mm -hmm. um, he basically slammed this one group because he said, you don't want to hear. You just want me. You want the fiddlers to play and you want to be entertained. You want me to do a cute little oh. dance and you want me to entertain you. You are not listening to hear the the truth and the meat and the guts of the matter. Mm-hmm. You are hearing to be entertained. You're hearing with your emotions. And so I think we do need to take a step back if, you know, maybe and I've been I've been guilty of that. I, you know, will get on and I'll watch the debates or I'll listen to the talking heads and I can just feel the emotion rising <laughs> right. up in me. It's bubbling right under the surface. And so we do need to take a step back and go, OK, let's let's look at the facts here. Let's not be driven by emotion and uh, let's make some informed decisions. So Mm -hmm. our key verse for this program, uh, and I love this, it comes out of Proverbs uh, right right next to the Psalms. And Proverbs were written by King Solomon, um, who is just an incredibly wise, wise king. It's Proverbs 29.2. It says, when the righteous increase, the people rejoice. But when the wicked rule, the people groan. Mm. And I think this gives us such incredible insight because we have the unique, the unique privilege in this nation to determine who rules over us. And friends, you know, I know and and this is a fallback and I use this fallback for years. You'll say, well, God is sovereign and he will put in whoever he puts in. God has given us responsibility in this. He has given us stewardship in that. And, uh, you know, he talks about very clearly he walks through a parable of individuals who were each given a certain amount of money. And some of them went, two of them went and invested it and multiplied the results of that money. But one 
he just buried it in the ground. Yep. Okay, friends. And then, and God actually said, what has been given to you is going to be taken from you. And he called that person a wicked servant. And so we don't want to bury our vote in the ground. God has given us this vote, this incredible privilege. We need to invest it wisely and make it count. Well, and I've heard, you know, people say, well, I'm just one vote. It really doesn't matter. My vote, it, it, it just doesn't matter. But then you look at some of these local elections that are literally separated by seven votes. Yes. You know, and so there's a runoff, of course. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, your vote does matter. Mm-hmm. It matters to it, it, it matters because we have a responsibility to fulfill our civic to fulfill our civic duty that we have been given this free right in order to do that. I remember my great grandmother telling me, and my great grandmother was obviously old when I was, but I remember this, and she said she remembers going to the polls and being so excited to have that privilege. That was an honor you dressed up you you wore you you wore your nice clothes to go vote it was it was an honor and i just i will never forget that i don't remember much about her um but it is it is an honor and a privilege and i've been so excited to see this week that the early voting has started listening friends i'm sure you know that but, man, when those polls opened up earlier this week, it was packed. The mm-hmm. first few days, lines were two hours long, and people were saying, you know what? That's okay. I can sit here. I can listen to a podcast. I can listen to music. I can talk to the person that's six feet away from me. And, yeah. um, you know, just enjoying the privilege to be able to be out in yeah. this corona, age of corona, and and to exercise this right. And I think on the first day of early voting in Travis County, there were thirty over 30,000 people that voted that day. That's fantastic. That's fantastic. Yeah. I saw a lot of, I, I, some of my family were in that, not my immediate family. We have uh, a lot of the aunties and uncles live in Travis County and they were oh, posting yeah. on, on Facebook, you know, their, their tech people said their guns up with their little <gasps> voting. I voted tech, sticker T-E-C-H, on. T-E-C-H as in Texas Tech. Texas Tech. Yeah. yeah. Not like Apple or Dell. Yeah, tech. no, yes. Texas Tech people, yeah, we, yeah, the Red Raiders. The Red Raiders. Whenever you see them in a picture, they always have their, you know, their hand in a shape of a gun pointing <laughs> upwards towards the sky. They call it guns up, so. We have a lady at church that praises Jesus that way during, during <laughs> worship. It's so cute. She didn't even realize she was doing it uh, until we called her attention to it one day. You know, if Miss Evelyn was here. And I, I, I think really when I started um, getting to know Miss Evelyn six years ago, and um, she had written Praising and Praying Across Texas, and it was just a prayer guide for praying for our, our Texas leaders. And um, then she wrote Praising and Praying Across America. So this is something that's so important to her, and she always knows what's going on in the Texas legislature. She always stays up to date. She goes and prays with people. She's been very active in the political world, and so I just uh, she's um, been so instrumental in me diving in to more of what's going on around me and being aware of those things and appreciating those things. It's amazing when you start praying for something, you have to be aware of <sighs> that something that you're praying for because you need to know what exactly you're praying for. And, you know, I've been praying a lot for, you know, the Judge Amy Coney Barrett. Fantastic. She's been in that hearing. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Friends, I do not know if you heard her opening statement. You should go YouTube it. Just type in Judge Amy Coney Barrett opening statement. Mm-hmm. It is amazing. Mm-hmm. And stuff that I didn't know was so, so interesting. She had actually clerked under former Supreme Court Justice Scalia for several years. Mm-hmm. And during her confirmation hearing, she's actually been quoting rulings by former Justice Ginsburg in With, her responses. Without notes. Without notes. Zero oh, notes. Zero notes. Just, cool. yeah, yeah, off the top of her head. Just an amazing, intelligent, approachable, kind woman. And, and with a little bit of a sense of humor, she actually mm-hmm. opened saying she is actually most comfortable in a forum of nine. And if, if obviously those of you who know the Supreme Court, of course, is a forum of nine. It's a nine justice court. But she says, I'm actually most comfortable in a forum of nine because that is the size of my family. <laughs> 
so seven children and a husband. Yeah, just an mm-hmm. amazing woman and such an incredible mind and so unflappable, compassionate, incredible character. Just mm-hmm. so I've been praying over that and looking um, at how that goes. And um, Aaliyah and Jordan, our old, our two oldest daughters, are registered to vote. I think quite that's excited. so cool. That's exciting. I know. Well, friends, okay, we are at the end of our first segment. We have these incredible sponsors, our partners who make Love Talk possible. You're going to want to hear from them for a couple minutes. And then when you come back, we are going to introduce to you this amazing woman, Cara McMichael, who has been involved in public service. She's going to walk us through, give us the voting 101. We're going to get a condensed 25-minute class on how to go to vote, the easiest way to do it, how to make an informed vote, and how to make your vote count. Stay with us, friends. We'll be right back with you after this. And welcome back to Love Talk, friends. This is Kathy Endebrock on KTXW, The Bridge, Austin, 101.1 FM and 1120 AM. Today's Christian Talk with you in studio with Coach Carrie Brinkgater. Friends, we are doing a show on Voting 101. Carrie, this is different than we've ever done, but we are so glad we're doing it. You know, we've always talked about praying for uh, our leadership and we've always talked about engaging and going to vote, but we've actually mm-hmm. never done a voting 101. Now, friends, we're not going to tell you who to vote for. We're not going to tell you the rights and the wrongs and all like that. We're going to say we're going to we really want to inform everyone on the easiest way to go vote, how mm-hmm. to make your vote count, how to get information on uh, the ballot that uh, is right for, you know, that is that you're going to be seen when you go to the poll stations, how to find out where to go. Uh, so all of this really great information. I want to intro um, our special guest for you. She has an incredible background. We're so privileged to have her on the program with us today. Now, after more than 30 years in the p- political realm with leadership positions in political advocacy groups, the Texas State House, the United States Congress, the Embassy of Israel, This woman, it's an incredible woman, Cara McMichael. She has a wealth of knowledge in policy information, agency rulemaking authority, regulations, intergovernmental relations. She comes from a family that is passionate, friends, about public service. She was raised in a family of public servants and engaged volunteers. As a child, Cara's mom was an active member of Concerned Women for America, and at an early age, Cara understood the right and privilege everyday Americans have to engage in a historically unique government that is for the people, by the people. She has a Bachelor of Science from good old Southwest Texas State University and an International Master of Business of Administration from Texas State. And I have to tell you, I met Cara while she was visiting her mom and helping her in a campaign for public office. <laughs> and then a few short years later, Cara was a huge help uh, when I coordinated that national leadership team to Washington, D.C. in 2018 to pray with all 535 members of our uh, congressmen and women. She was chief of staff at the time for Texas, Texas Congressman Randy Weber, and she just walked me through, Carrie, all of the ins and outs of Washington. Oh, and yes. she's amazing. So today, friends, she is going to help us with all the ins and outs of voting. Welcome, Cara McMichael. Thank you so much. It's great to be here. We are thrilled that you're here, Cara. Now, Cara, you were raised in a church, and you know and you love Jesus. Yet instead of maybe some type of missionary work, you decided to go into public service. I mean, it it was kind of instilled in you at a young age. So how, as Christians, can we really make a difference in government? Well, it's interesting. When uh, I first started hooking around the Capitol at a very state capital in Austin at a very, very young age, A lot of Christians out there uh, believe in the philosophy that we are in the world but not of the world, and so we're not very engaged in the political process. The downside of that is you don't have people who are in the process, if you stay away from it, who will work to protect the, the rights and liberties and particularly religious freedoms uh, and, and a lot of the, the spiritual moral compass, for example, that that we have as believers. And so uh, while some people would look at, at missionary work as a way of of helping to to um, bring people to the Lord, 
Uh, I was just always raised with the the knowledge that um, we served basically as the watchman on the wall to sound the alarm for what was happening within our political process. Because if we don't fight for that, we will lose it. And I think you're you're seeing the the erosion of some of those civil liberties today. I I agree. There are some things where I look back and I say, how on earth have we gotten to the place mm-hmm. where we are at where um, I, I saw this one Facebook post and it said, hey, if you don't want to put up any signs in your front yard, just put up a U.S. flag and everyone's going to know who you're voting for. And I thought, no way that that cannot. Is that true? Is that have we honestly gotten to a place in our nation where mm-hmm. where putting up an American flag will actually tell someone who you're going to vote for? It's such interesting times. Well, Kara, thank you so much for for joining us today. And we have so many questions. We literally only have 20 minutes. So, Carrie, <laughs> I, we just need to get right right into it. So, Kara, I want you to talk to us just straight out, really basic questions. How does a person vote? Is there a best way to go and vote? So you have a a couple of options. There are uh, the mail-in ballot option. Uh, Granted, there are specific requirements for mail-in ballots. You have to be over 65 years of age and anticipate being out of uh, the county during early vote and and election day. But you can do a mail-in ballot Otherwise, you go in person and vote. Now, there are a number of options uh, with in-person uh, ballots so that you can, for example, stay in your car if you don't want to go in, um, and they will have uh, an election judge come out and bring you the, the um, computers so that you can actually vote from your car uh, if you are, for example, disabled or um, scared of, of going in. Uh, but uh, when it comes to in-person voting versus mail-in voting, my recommendation is always going to be an in-person ballot. Now, you can request a ballot by mail until October the 23rd. Is that correct? That is correct. Yes, ma'am. Okay. And it has to be postmarked by November 3rd, which is actually Election Day. And it has to be received by November the 4th. So, I, you know... I don't know how it would actually get to where it needs to go um, in one day, um, but uh, well, FedEx, right? Yeah, FedEx, I guess. Um, but those have to be requested by mail um, or have to be requested by October the twenty third. Those uh, solicited mail in ballots. I like. I kind of like that terminology because. Right now, there's like solicited and unsolicited. Yeah, you know, that's a really good point. Cara, help us to understand. Um, so I was visiting with a couple, uh, my, my brothers and sisters in the state of New Mexico. And I, I know that today we are focusing on Texas, but we are going to be uh, sharing some information that, that, you know, from coast to coast in the United States, it applies to everyone. But my brother and sister never requested mail-in ballots, never and yet they are getting these ballots, multiple ballots, mailed to their home. And so what should they – is it safe for them to go ahead and fill those out? If someone comes to pick one of those up, is it safe for them to give that to that person? Or, you know, it's just a little confusing. The short answer is no. Okay. <laughs> the, the reality is that unless you request a mail-in ballot, there is no guarantee that the, that the ballot that you are receiving is an official ballot. Uh, in which case then your vote on an unofficial ballot could be nullified uh, and, and viewed as an ineligible vote. The reality is, you know, I've, I've been seeing some of the numbers um, recently. They had in one county, in a very critical county in Pennsylvania, they had almost 29,000 incorrect mail-in ballots mailed out. In New York, they've had over 100,000 incorrect mail-in ballots uh, sent out. And, and when I say incorrect, as a, for instance, the presidential race isn't even on the ballot. Oh, my uh, goodness. There will be incorrect information on the ballot. If someone is coming to pick up your ballot, again, particularly if it is somebody that you do not know and have not given authorization to, there is no guarantee that mail-in ballot is getting to where it's supposed to be. 
Wow. And there's a very specific way, as I was reading in the Texas um, solicited ballot, mail-in ballot, there's very specific ways to fill out, and there's websites that take you through exactly how to fill out that ballot so that it is counted as true and valid. Um, So um, can you help us maybe navigate reliable source to figure out, figure that out, Cara? When it comes to a mail-in ballot, the only place to get your mail-in ballot is either, well, really, the best place is going to be from your county election office. Okay. Now, there is a website, uh, and it's really easy. The Secretary of State has done a, a fantastic job at this by compiling all the election data in one location. And it's an easy uh, website to remember. It's called votetexas.gov. And as soon as you open it up, there's a whole list of buttons like, you know, am I registered? What's on the ballot? Where's my polling place? Uh, and then on election day, you can also start looking at, at election results. And there's also a button for application for ballot by mail. Uh, and those uh, will take you, for example, to your county uh, election page to get additional information. It will give you all the information you need in terms of polling locations. But that is the only location in Texas to actually get an official mail-in ballot. Okay, awesome. VoteTexas.gov. What a wealth of information. Easy to navigate buttons, um, you know, links. And um, this is a fantastic site that I think all of our listeners could easily navigate. VoteTexas.gov. So early voting has begun. Um, Have you seen the lines, Cara? They're impressive. Now, to be fair, we generally will have our largest early vote turnout on the first two days and the last two days of early early vote. And this is an unusual year thanks to, to COVID and the fact that we have a third week of early voting rather than the traditional two. But from what I'm reading uh, across the entire state, we are seeing unprecedented numbers. Yes, I read that in Travis County, there were over 30,000 people that voted on the first day. So that is incredibly impressive. I'm very, very excited to see those numbers. And as you scroll through your social media feeds, I'm sure you're seeing people with their I voted stickers. Um, which Absolutely. Is, yes, which is, you know, you go to the poll and you get that sticker. I love it. So, Cara, I have a question for you. I mean, you know, everyone makes a big deal out of early voting. And, and I have to say, mm-hmm. Eric and I, because we are we we tend to be forgetters of stuff so we think well <laughs> the earlier we vote at least we know we voted and we don't miss it and but so aside from those people who aren't good you know maybe planners and tend to forget stuff what are the advantages of early voting or or is it, is it even a benefit is it just like it's really not a big deal don't worry about it or is this a big deal and we should take advantage of it uh whether it's a big deal or not, I think is is a subjective question. The the issue as far as early vote uh, for us in Texas is that in virtually every county, you can vote at any location in your county, unlike on an actual election day when you have to go to your actual precinct location. So during early vote, there's a bit more flexibility in terms of where you can go. So, for example, if you go to your favorite polling location and there's a line out to the next parking lot, which is what I'm hearing right now at a lot of locations, you can check another location and, and maybe the lines won't be quite as long. Uh, the the other advantage is that um, people don't often work right next door or in the same precinct as where they live. And so you might find something that's a polling location that's closer to your office, you know, making it more um friendly for for your ability to actually get in and vote. On election day, you've only got one polling location that you can go to, and it doesn't matter what the lines are, you're kind of stuck there. Uh, So the the early vote does give us that, that ability. The other advantage in early vote is that all of the votes are counted prior to 7 p.m. on election day. So it gets more people that early vote give gives those of us who like watching all of these election results, a significantly better indication of how things are going to go when they finally release those numbers at usually at about 730, 8 o'clock on election day. So help me to understand this. So you said on November 3rd, 
our only mm-hmm. location that we will be able to vote at is within our precinct. So we're going to have a more limited number of locations where we can go. But Correct. So during early voting, we can go anywhere. But now, is that anywhere within, within our county. county? Okay, so anyone anywhere in, within your county. Anyone within Travis County can vote anywhere in Travis County. Anyone in Williamson County can draw. Okay, that, I Correct. I like that. And you know, it's funny because in um. In Idaho, we are in Ada County is the name of the county that we vote in. And so mm-hmm. I, I do like that because there's a little place literally right around the corner from my house where Eric and I can go and vote uh, rather than going all the way. Um, anyway, it's it's a bit of a jaunt on Election Day for us if we were to go vote there. You know, I don't know if I ever really understood that, um, you know, the purpose of early voting, I guess, you know, I always kind of wanted to go on Election Day, and I don't think I've ever voted early. But I now that you tell me that those votes are counted prior to 7 p.m. on Election Day, um, mm-hmm. there's not going to be any mistaking about these early votes. I'm going to go vote early because I, I think that that's um, – that's important to me that my vote is counted um, before 7 p.m. On, on Election Day because, I don't know, there just seems to be some hysteria right now around voter fraud, uh, Cara. It, I mean, does this really happen? And Oh, yeah. Yeah? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we are, we are pretty blessed in Texas to have a relatively open system where we can have election watchers in the polling location and... Um, there are representatives from both of the primary parties, Republicans and Democrats, who participate in the process and, and work to hold each other accountable. But provisional ballots are probably the the most notorious areas um, for, and, and frankly, mail-in ballots uh, are, again, the most notorious areas where election fraud can happen, uh, even still in Texas. Uh, but as a, for instance, I've worked a couple of congressional elections in California where they have the loosest election laws I've ever seen in my entire life. And I saw one election completely hijacked when the election judge threw a um, last-minute fire drill at the election office after all of the boxes came in, kicked everybody out except for himself. Oh. And when some of our own election watchers came back in, there were suddenly new boxes that hadn't been there before. You know, the other thing that you see, and, and I know you've seen it in the news, where uh, you've seen complete massive amounts of mail-in ballots that are just dumped into trash cans and never make it into the election office. Mm-hmm. You know, some that have been, in fact, I think there was a, a huge connex full of, of ballots that were shredded. Um, you know, so, so the mail-in ballots are, are certainly where we see the most jeopardy in regards to whether that vote gets counted. Now, in Texas, you can call to ensure that your mail-in ballot has been received if you actually put it in the mail versus um, you know, the, the other option is to do the drop box that's at the election office with your mail-in ballot. But again, in both scenarios, you can verify that they have received your ballot. Uh, the other thing that Texas does that's uh, relatively unique is that even when it comes to a provisional ballot, for example, you go in, your information doesn't match up with their records, or you have no identifying documentation and you have to do a provisional ballot rather than a, a regular ballot, you can find out generally about a week after the election closes whether or not your provisional ballot was counted. Okay, and so a provisional ballot is for somebody that they are registered to vote, but for some reason their name is not showing up on that voter registry within their precinct. And so Correct. they go ahead or and... their name looks very different or, you know, so, so for example, what a common case would be somebody gets married, but they're registered under their mm-hmm. uh, maiden name, but all of their identification now has their their married name, and so because of the difference, they will they will receive a provisional ballot. And generally, what happens is those provisional ballots are the last potentially counted. Every all the regular ballots, mail-in ballots, early vote get counted first, and then with the provisional ballot, they will go through and determine what, based upon investigation, is a legitimate ballot versus not. In other words, somebody, for example. Um, 
voted multiple times in different precincts or you know, just a variety of different things that might nullify that particular vote. Okay. Okay. Now I have get I'm, thrown out and the ones that are left potentially do get counted. Now, and Kara, you said with that mail-in ballot, if we have that mail-in ballot and we go, okay, gosh, this has to be received by November 4th and postmarked by November 3rd, but I don't, I just don't think it's going to get there in time. I want to go ahead and drop this off. You said at the ballot. So where exactly would they go and drop off or where would they go to find out where to drop off that mail-in ballot if they decide, I don't want to put this in the mail, I actually want to drop it at a correct location? It will be at their county election office. They will have a drop box available in each county at every single uh, election office. Okay, and that's uh, one per county, and I know that's kind of been a, um, a stink Correct. in the news lately as well, but that is one. And yet it's not unusual. Right, uh, no. we've, we've never really had multiple ballot box drop-off locations mm-hmm. before, so, you know, it, it, uh, it is a stink in the news, but it, it's not new information. It's not anything new, and like you said, we have Correct. three weeks to go mm-hmm. and drop it off as opposed to, we have 30% more time Correct. than what we've ever had any time in the past, so yeah. that's, that's a helpful thing. Absolutely. So, Cara, if someone wants to volunteer to work at the at the polls, uh, is is it too late to do that? Is it too late to become a volunteer? It is too late to do okay. that within the polling location, but it is certainly not too late to volunteer on somebody's campaign for poll watching duty. Oh, okay. T- tell us a little bit about that. So it's not uncommon uh, in Texas for political campaigns to have supporters Granted, they have to be 100 feet from the from the door of the uh, election location, but they'll be out there with signs, T-shirts. They'll have push cards with additional information. Anybody who has last-minute questions on a particular campaign will be there to, to answer those types of questions, particularly at high voter turnout locations. Uh, the number of, of hours that I have spent in front of a polling location for a variety of of uh, elected officials over the years is unfathomable. <laughs> <laughs> well, Cara, I think daggering. Uh, you yeah. and I, you and I spent what about we, you? You and I spent a few hours at one polling location a few we years did. back. Yeah, we that was did. a lot so of my fun. My absolute favorite candidate, my mother. <laughs> <laughs> she has an amazing mom. One of my absolute I favorite do. women. That's awesome. Okay, so how would how would a volunteer find out? Like, hey, I want to I want to go and and help a candidate that I'm interested in. The easiest thing, I mean, because obviously I'm speaking generically in terms of, um, you know, what anybody and everybody could do is, you know, pick their candidate and um, they have, every candidate out there virtually has a website and you can always go on the website and indicate, um, usually through some sort of form, online form, or there's a phone number that you could call and say, I'd like to, to come help. Where where can I go? What what can I do? And trust me, they will put you to work. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's great. That's great. Now, kind of a general question, Cara. How mm-hmm. how often does the average U.S. citizen have the opportunity to to vote in elections? Oh goodness. So it it just depends. I mean, we we have obviously the primary election. Uh, we will have runoff elections. We will have general elections every two years. And then we also will have you know, the local city elections. And then, for example, if somebody leaves office for one reason or another, we'll have special elections, which will also have primary and general elections. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but the thing to remember is one vote truly does matter. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are countless examples going back hundreds of years that, that uh, indicate how critical one vote truly does matter. And one of the my favorite ones that I always like to say is that when Texas was its own country, one vote kept us from speaking German as our national language. Yeah. Wow. But I don't even have to go that far back. Even in the primary in uh, just right there in Travis County, one vote ensured that Justin Berry made it to the runoff, which he then won and is now in the general election. Hmm. One vote. One vote matters. And I know a person who changed their vote to Justin Berry in that election when wow. he walked into the polling location. So that it, it matters. It makes a difference. And it determines 
who will be your elected official. That is excellent. Well, Cara, we are running out of time here. Um, in 30 seconds, do you have any final thoughts for our listeners? I do. Um, there is a, a quote from a minister uh, that is, I think, starting to spread um, throughout the blogosphere and social media that I think is, is an important um background all over again of why it's important for people to go vote and the quote is this first we overlook evil then we permit evil then we legalize evil then we promote evil then we celebrate evil then we persecute those who still call it evil Mm. and i think that is a significant lesson for those who say my vote doesn't matter politics is irrelevant I don't need to pay attention because we are seeing it. I mean, you've seen Twitter Mm -hmm. and Facebook start to hide things Mm -hmm. and censor things. I mean, even even the White House press secretary was kicked off of Twitter for posting an article from the New York Post. Yes, saw that this morning. It is incredibly important that our voices be heard. Wow. Thank you so much, Cara McMichael, for joining us on Love Talk today and for walking us through voting 101. So, uh, listening friends, uh, we have to take a break, but Kathy and I will be back with you to wrap up Love Talk today right after this. Hello, friends, and welcome back to Love Talk. A huge thanks to Cara McMichael for taking us through voting one. And walking us through just some basic questions, Kathy, right? You know, reliable resource to figure out where to go vote. She told us about VoteTexas.gov. That is an awesome, in all my research that I did, I didn't run across that site. And it's really great. It's super easy to navigate. Well, I love the fact that we're actually able to print out a sample ballot ahead of time, go through and figure out, who are the candidates? What are the issues? Are there any special up-down votes? Any magistrates? What do we need to vote for? Mm-hmm. And kind of figure it all out ahead of time. And I tell you, you know, it's like when, you, when you're when you going through the line at, for me, it's Bush's chicken, and the person <laughs> in front of you cannot decide what yeah. they want. And there's this long line of cars, and you're like, just put your order <laughs> in. Well, if you have your sample ballot, you know who you're going to vote for. Yeah. You're going into that polling station, and you're you're in and out, buddy. Like, you're in and out. Or so, it's like walking into that test that you didn't prepare for, and you just stare at the questions. <laughs> right? Okay, friends, the time to start praying is not when you're staring at that ballot and have yeah. no idea who to vote right, for. Yeah. Right. Yeah, for sure. You know, something that's been helpful for me, um, I just Googled. I live in Williamson County, and I literally just Googled Williamson County Candidates 2020. And a whole wealth of information came up. I put in, um, it took me to apps, A-P-P-S dot Wilco, W-I-L-C-O dot org. And I put in my name and my birth date and my sample ballot came up. And so then I can look at those candidates and um, I'm like, okay, well, I don't know what any of those candidates stand for. So then I started searching around for where to go to find out about the candidates. And I tell you something that's been incredibly helpful is um, the Moody College of Communication right here at UT. They have a website. It's I guess it's their radio station, KUT.org. If you go to KUT.org and you click at the very, very top, it actually walks you through um, all of – I'm every single county in the area. Now I'm of course I'm trying to find that on my on my phone as I speak, but it walks through every single county here in Central Texas, Burnett County, Williamson County, Travis, um uh, Hayes County, and it'll give you links to candidates. It will give you links to the ballots, the sample ballot. It's fantastic. Well, and now when you go to KUT.org, literally the, the words at the top that you want to click on, because it actually looks like a banner. It, it doesn't does. look like a clickable thing. Mm-hmm. It says, early voting has begun. Here's everything you need to know in Central Texas. So mm-hmm. that's what you want to click on. But now, friends, I, I, wanted, I, I just want to tell you, if you are not from Texas, there is still hope. Oh, we yeah, have yeah. some resources for you. And also, friends, for those of you who have been listening to the program and you think, 
Hey, Carrie, Kathy, I've been driving. I haven't been able to write any of this stuff down. <laughs> yeah. uh, Gavin has absolutely got us covered. He is going to be making sure that this program, Voting 101, goes on our website, on our Love Talk Network archives. You can click into that. You can share it with a friend. And you can actually go and, and pause yeah. at, at each segment and write the resources down and go and look mm-hmm. them up for yourself. Well, let me tell you, if you are not... Uh, from the state of Texas and, and friends in California and Colorado, in Idaho, in D.C., we love you and we're so thankful that you're listening to our program. Absolutely. Uh, there is another organization. It's Concerned Women for America, and they have a great website. It's called votesmart.org, votesmart.org. You can actually go on in there, type in a candidate's name, and they will give you everything you need to know about this candidate. And if it's a candidate that has already been serving in public office, you will be able to access their entire voting record. Mm -hmm. So you're going to be able to see, you know, well, they they claim to be pro-life, but have they actually voted pro-life? Or, you know, they claim to be something, but have they actually voted? And, you know, some of these, when you... um, you know, you you can say I haven't been against something if you just don't vote at all. Do you know what I'm saying? Oh, so you can right. actually look up and see do they have any voting record or did they just abstain from voting and didn't mm-hmm. actually use the voice that they had been elected to have. So and there's also the Family Research Council has a voting guide or a voter guide as well. And I think we were talking about in our first segment You know, remember, friends, that, yes, we are voting for these individuals. We are voting for them, um, not asking them out on a date, but voting (laughs) for them because of the policy that they want to, um, that they're behind and where they want to take our our nation. Um, I like how Kara said, you know, we're kind of these, we are these watchmen on the wall. Mm -hmm. We are the people that are out there protecting our rights, protecting liberties, protecting the spiritual freedoms within this nation and her family has done it through public service engaging in public service but every american has that unique privilege uh, that they have been given to be able to cast that vote right um you know the national election is very important but i encourage you to get to know what's going on around you in your local elections um and, you know, like right here in Austin, there's a big uh, Prop A, which is um, for mass transit, but it will increase taxes significantly. And so there's several websites where you can go to really read about that proposition. That's a big one here. City Council in Austin is another big one. There's lots of positions open and um, lots of people on the ballot. Um, you know, not only um, they're not only the two main parties, Republican and Democrat, Democrat, but Libertarians and Green parties mm-hmm. are on the ballot. So getting to know those, um, again, there's like, there's guides. Everything Travis County voters need to know. Okay, Everything Carrie. Hayes County's voters need to know. And I have to, to tell you, this is so funny because, and it may be the same on the Texas ballot, but on the on the presidential listing in the state of Idaho, Kanye West is one of the well, candidates. Is he on there? I, I don't know if he's on the Texas one he's or not. not. Okay. No, I looked yesterday at my sample ballot. Well, at least in Williamson County, um, it, there's um, the Green Party and the Libertarian candidate, but not, there's no Kanye West on the ballot in Williamson <laughs> County, or at least on my ballot, yeah. you know, they're just not so interesting. Yeah, right. it's funny because our girls are like, "Who's Kanye West? What?" <laughs> and we're like, "Oh my goodness, okay, wow!" So he made it on some ballots. Well, that's yeah. uh, that's interesting. Um, you know, just uh, there there are on some ballots when you get to certain races, the party affiliation is not listed, and so you know, to be informed is. Is very important. You walk into that voting. Well, I think especially because there has been such a um, within the different party platforms, they they're really there. There isn't much moderate anymore. Yeah. Um, It used to be that you would see um, individuals in one party kind of going across the aisle and voting with another party and that there were some overlap in their platforms. And the party platforms are very, very different. They want very different things for our nation. They see a very different future for our nation. And and they use um, every issue as an opportunity to move our nation, our communities, our states towards that vision that they have. 
And so you can go and find out even if the like a mayoral races are nonpartisan race. But you want to know the person that you're voting for. Mm -hmm. What what is their party affiliation? You know, because that says a lot about the individual. What do they stand for when it comes to the issues? Yeah. And that's really what you're voting for are issues, Um, hopefully to be carried out by the people that you vote for. Right. And so that's uh, super important. You know, I think the biggest thing I've come away with from today is that I am going to go vote early. I've all, I don't know why I've always just thought it was fun to go vote on Election Day. I was actually telling my kids the other day, I remember being in college um, here in Central Texas, in Georgetown, actually, and I changed my voter registration so I could vote in Georgetown, and I was so proud of myself because, you know, you have to have a Georgetown address and all of that, and I was so proud to go and vote because I was a young, I didn't turn 18 until after I graduated high school, and so I... I I just thought it was just the biggest honor and privilege. And I remember going down to the local DMV and doing all the things so that I could vote. And uh, just I'm so, you know, to know that my vote, if I vote early, will be counted before 7 p.m. on Election Day is very important to me this year for for several reasons. And so I'm going to go vote early. Well, you know, I think for me, I am going to call my brother and sister and tell them that those unsolicited ballots that they got in the mail just go and shred them. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> and uh, do not do do not go and uh, fill those out. Um, mm-hmm. Just go down and vote. And I tell you, Carrie, we can vote. And there's it is really important what we say yes to, what we say no to, and uh, what we stand for and who we stand for. And and I love the fact that God said yes to us first mm-hmm. when when we did not know how to respond mm-hmm. he responded to us with a yes with a loving yes and he sent his son to die for us he sent his son as a a light to this world as a balm for our souls mm-hmm. and um i love this verse that miss evelyn always loves to share with us from john 1:14 it says the word became flesh and dwelt among us We have seen his glory, glory as of the only son from the father, full of grace and truth. And friends, as we are in this time right now of voting, let's be filled with grace towards our fellow Americans. Mm -hmm. Let's be filled with grace towards our friends. We can have good debate. We can have good conversations. But let's remember that the Lord of our life, who we love and who has said yes to us, extended his son to us full of grace and truth. Absolutely. And just a reminder. Thank you, Kathy, that you cannot wear any party affiliation hat, shirt, anything when you go to vote. They will ask you to go change. They will ask you to remove the hat or turn your shirt inside out or whatever. So if it was just a mistake, I didn't know that that was illegal until probably the last election four years ago, uh, the last presidential election four years ago. So just don't wear your political stuff when you go vote. Yeah, you can wear black. It is swimming. <laughs> or, you know, wear red, white, and blue. Everyone exactly. can do that. Yeah, exactly. but no party affiliation. Friends, uh, we just want to thank you for joining us today. And uh, we love you. We want God's best for you. If you want to know about Christ and this relationship and this life walking out, love walking and love talking with him, call us on the love line on 512-249-6535. If you need a Bible, we, it would be our joy to send you a Bible. Visit us on our love uh, our our archives at lovetalknetwork.com. Friends, I'm Kathy Endebrock. From I'm Coach Carrie Brinkgater. We have enjoyed it. We look forward to being with you next Saturday on Love Talk.